It's time for the Hokie Hour on the Tim Donnelly Show on the WRAD Talk Network. Now from the Makadoo Studio, here's Tim Donnelly. Tim Donnelly Show continuing here into Hokie Hour on the WRAD Radio Network. Again, about an hour from now, Bill Roth will join us here on WRAD as part of the Roth Report. Plenty uh, to talk about with Bill, so so be sure you're around for that. Also, um, no Hokie midweek game this week. Normally, there's a Hokie basketball game at some time during the week. Uh, they get, I guess you could call this the equivalent of a bye week uh, in, in football where you get some time to rest, recuperate, and recover. Hopefully that's what they're doing and they can come out of this little bit of a, a downtime, a little bit of a, a couple of days off, get their school right, get their legs back under them, and this weekend they'll be ready and raring to go. Um, but that does mean, obviously, with no game, no tailgate show this week. So uh, we'll check back in with that one uh, a little bit later on. In the meantime, we need to make sure that you are covered. There is quite a bit going on in the sports world, and as always, that comes with the opportunity to to make sure that any conversation you find yourself in at happy hour, at the water cooler, at the kids' games, at the PTA meeting, if people are talking about what's going on in sports, I want to make sure you know what they're talking about. This is Got You Covered. No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry. Tim will get you covered. And in the continuing saga of Tom Brady, will he, will he not stay with the Patriots? Where could he play next year? What is going on with the greatest quarterback of all time? Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, be careful what you wish for. Reports are coming out that he wants Tom Brady to test free agency. He wants Bill Belichick to look around and see what other quarterbacks he can get to replace Tom Brady. He's of the belief that if they go out and spread their wings and then come back together, it is what's meant to be. To use the old relationship cliche, if you love something, let it go. If it comes back, it was meant to be. The problem with that is if you let something go, sometimes it don't come back. Be careful what you wish for, Robert Kraft. If you encourage Tom Brady to check out his options in free agency, there's a chance he might find something else that he likes better. The Jets mark the former Jets defensive lineman Mark Gastineau for the first time has come out and said he wants his regular season sack record back. He, from 1984 to 2001, owned the single season sack record of 22 until Michael Strahan tallied 22 and a half sacks. But I think we all remember Brett Favre didn't make Michael Strahan work very hard for that last sack, gave him a solo sack in week 17, basically just sat on his back and waited for Mike Strahan to touch him. And there was some controversy around it. Mark Gassineau had been as much of a company man as possible, congratulating everyone and saying it's rightfully so. But a recent bout with cancer as well as the uh, legacy mortality of Pete Rose has recently uh, inspired him to say, you know what? I think I want that record. And uh, you know what? I think he does too. Major League Baseball is weighing changes to their playoff format, increasing the number of teams to 14, making it into a reality show where essentially uh, the teams with the better records will have an opportunity to give a rose to whoever they want to play in the first round, which will be a best of three opening round. It'd be a Sunday night reality TV spectacular where, where teams are literally picking their opponent which of course makes for the added drama of the team that they choose being upset that they were chosen. I know I say all of the time, 
that sports are the best reality television on the planet. They're unpredictable. They're fair. They're equal. There's so many reasons why it is the best reality show ever created, meaning sports. But we don't have to treat it like a reality television show. Baseball is fine without the rose ceremony. Baseball is fine without Jeff Probst snuffing torches saying the league has spoken. You don't need that in sports. Get it the heck up out of there. But I do like having more playoff games. David Tepper, the owner of the the Carolina Panthers, has come out and said he's not a doctor. Breaking news. The owner of the Panthers is not a doctor. He's using that to postpone his decision on whether Cam Newton will be his quarterback in Carolina moving forward. What he said was, we need to know his health. I'm not a doctor. We'll have to wait and see. I'm not a doctor. He's not a doctor. He's not a doctor. What he was thinking was, we still haven't decided if there's anything better out there yet, so we're going to kick this decision down the road and see if we can't stall long enough to actually decide if we want Cam Newton to be our quarterback. David Tepper is not a dummy. Sometimes there are owners that are dummies, Daniel Snyder, but Tepper's not one of them. He's going to play us like a fiddle, and we have to understand what he is trying to do. Uh, Moving right along, Tyrese Radford on for the Hokie basketball team on Tech Talk Live had this to say about the freshman wall. I hit the wall hard last year. My conditioning I had here was way different than what I did in Baton Rouge. I was calling my dad in the summer and telling him I can't do this. Here's what that means. This Virginia Tech team is hitting the wall because – If he hit it last year and he wasn't even playing, he's hitting it again this year now that he is playing. Throw in the fact that Couture, Aline, Ojiako, Cone, they're all true freshmen this year going through exactly what Tyrese Radford described he went through a season ago. There is no reason to believe that the the future of the Virginia Tech football, or excuse me, basketball program is anything other than bright. They just happen to be caught in a situation right now where the young guys are running full speed into the freshman and or redshirt freshman wall. But that does not mean it's not something that's easily fixed with an entire offseason running very, very fast over very, very long distances, uphills, with weights, without weights, uh, with tag teams, pulling ropes, flipping tires, and doing everything else that a college conditioning program does that you were not doing in high school. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show following the uh, (laughs) – what did you just say? Before we got back on, before we hopped back on here, I said warning volume jump. The last beep is, was a little bit louder on that one, so you put your headphones Goodness on. I didn't want gracious. you to like. I'm gonna sit l- there. I'm gonna let you in on some inside radio, everybody, real quick. Lobro produces the show, which does a great job with. Oh, thank lo- you. Love having him here. Um, but but uh, literally, like when when you know he controls when my microphone gets turned on, when my microphone gets turned off, and and. So normally if he asks me a question, he then keeps my microphone off so I can answer him during a commercial. That's logical. Right there, he went, on. (laughs) I was like, what do you want? How am I supposed to respond to whatever you just said? It literally just went, he he went, and then turned my mic on. I was like, all right, sure. We'll just, we'll, we'll do that. It's like, uh, roll with it. It's like someone saying something to you as the elevator doors are closing. It's just like, close. Well, uh, can't really respond to that one. Um, so I guess he was just telling me there was going to be a volume jump in my headset, which, sure, I appreciate. Uh, 
Okay. Hey, I'm just just looking out for you over <laughs> I here. I couldn't hear it, and I couldn't <laughs> respond to it. But other than that, appreciate it. Um, before we start talking Hokie Hour, I feel like Hokie Hour will appreciate this. Uh, let's make fun of UVA for a second. UVA won last night, 50-49, to 49, in overtime. I know I've said this before, but let's say it again. Boy, what an exciting brand of basketball they play. I almost, now, now, I'm an extremely competitive person. I am an extremely competitive person. Lobro will attest to this. My friends and family will attest to this. I don't like to lose at anything. Certain people don't like playing games with me because I'd like to lose uh, so, so, so very little. Um, But there's a part of me that would trade a couple of wins to make sure that my fan base never has to watch what Virginia puts on the floor. They went into overtime against Notre Dame. Overtime now. How many points do you think were scored in overtime, Lobro? Two teams, five-minute period. At least five. First of all, that's a ridiculous guess. And you are on the nose. It was five. Way to ruin that. Whoa, really? That's awesome. One player, two shots. Five points. You guessed five? I thought that seemed like a logical number. You thought over five minutes a team would score five points. It made sense to me. One team which had scored ten. Five points total. Gosh, that ruined all of my all of my dramatic hype. I, I, I wanted you to say 15, and then I'd go five. And instead you went, oh, five? Goodness gracious. It's... Uh, Oh man, that's like uh, if someone said, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up." Ready? Give me give me two seconds. Just kind of killed your vibe there for a second. It 100% did. Okay, uh, a cosmonaut, uh, which is an astronaut, right yeah. from from Russia, named Gennady Padalka. I may be pronouncing that correctly. Holds the world record for most time spent in space. How much time is it? Five yes. hours. Most time spent in space, five hours. Does that count being on the International Space Station? Yes. Okay, then... You thought they were going up there for... They were watching the, I, the Irishman one and a half times and coming back down to Earth? See, that is perfect. You say five no, hours, then... Hold on a second. I thought you either meant... I didn't realize it was on the space station. Because that is that... I mean, I know it's in space. But the Earth is also in space, and we're on Earth. These people are on the International Space All right, Station. This is a conversation you should not be having unless you've partaken in inhaling certain substances. Um, talking about this, the Earth is also in space. No. what what? See, so you say five hours. I then get to do the big dramatic reveal of 878 days. <gasps> That's what I was hoping for. I was going to say, how many points do you think they've scored in overtime in the Virginia-Notre Dame game? And you were going to go, uh, 20? And I got to go five, and everyone would go, whoa. But instead, you guessed five. Yep. They scored less than 100 points combined in a game that went to overtime. That's not fun to watch. Man, I'm good. There's a saying in, in baseball, chicks dig the long ball. And essentially what it means is spectators like to watch home runs. In basketball, spectators like to watch 
scores. They like to watch buckets, dunks, layups, leaners, faders, runners, uh, deep balls, corner threes, pocket shots, They uh, banks. They like stuff they can't do. Extended elbow free throws. They like to see the ball go through the hoop. Reverse layups. Post buckets, turnarounds, hook shots. Virginia makes you want to leave. All right, let, let's what, – what do we do with this, Lobro? What do we do with this? I have no idea, to be completely honest with you. I mean, we're just kind of rolling with it. One time I ate a full uh, half gallon of ice cream in an eating contest. I, I won the eating contest. How quickly did I do it? Five minutes. Two and a half. Boom. That's what I was looking for. I wanted you. I wanted you. You got to play into it, low bro. I'm just that good. I'm Five sorry. points in an overtime was your guess. That was your guess. You might score. There's a, there are probably many, many overtimes where they scored five points in the first 12 seconds. You guessed five, You guessed one point a minute for both teams combined in overtime. Yes. I don't, I don't even know what to do with that. I don't even know what to do with that. I'll tell you what we'll do with that. We'll send it to commercial and we'll come back. We'll talk Hokie basketball. Uh, they have a week off. What do they need to do? Stick around. Hot coffee. And hot takes. If he's taking interviews all over the place and he wants to leave, then there is absolutely no reason for you to feel any kind of attachment towards that guy. The Tim Donnelly Show will be right back on WRAD. Tim Donnelly Show continuing. Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7103.5, AM. We're done making fun of UVA for playing a boring brand of basketball. And it's time to talk about Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech basketball has some interesting things to deal with down the stretch of this season. One, they still have an outside chance of achieving some lofty goals. Uh, If they really, really turn things around, they use these couple of days off to get their legs back under them and finish the season like a team that um, is probably a bit more talented than they actually are. Then postseasons and all that come into play. But also, there's the future of this program kind of up for grabs here, right? And I'm not talking about, you know, long-term health. I think Mike Young will have the long-term health of this team doing just fine, but I'm not a doctor. To quote Dave Tepper from from Carolina, I'm not a doctor. No duh. But what I will say is there becomes a point in the season where especially for the young guys, you're not just playing for this season. You're playing for your role on the team's plans, your role in the future blueprints of this team. Because if you remember this offseason, this past offseason for Hokie basketball, when we were getting really excited about what Mike Young was able to do, it wasn't just about the team that he was assembling for this 2020 postseason run. Matter of fact, I would say it, it wasn't for this season at all, which is why we were getting very excited. It was because... They brought in Jalen Cohn, who was a very good player, but a player for the future. I think everyone thinks he's going to be better next year than he is this year, better the year after that than he is next year. But also because he was signing players like Darius Maddox, right? Because he was signing players like Joe Bamisil, 
who's one of the highest ranked commitments in the history of Virginia Tech. Right? So much about what Mike Young was doing was setting this team up for the 2021 season, the 2022 season, the 2023 season. Right? Which seems outlandish. 2023, gosh, low bro, imagine what you could be doing in 2023. Hopefully eating a half gallon of ice cream. In a flying car. In a flying car. Operated by voice commands, right? Now, so I can eat my ice cream while I'm heading to the grocery store to pick up more ice cream. But, but the thing is, the, the Hokies were really planning for the future. And guess what that means? Joe Bamisil and Darius Maddox are coming for minutes, right? Top 100 recruits with their ability, and they have ability. Go look at Joe Bamisil's highlight tape from his junior years and previous on online. The guy can windmill dunk in games. The guy's got ability, right? When these guys show up on campus, they're not going to be expecting to ride the pine. They're going to be expecting to step into Castle and step onto the floor the very first game they're playing there. Now let me ask you this. Wabisabidi's likely going nowhere. He'll be a senior leader on next team, next year's team. Landers Nolly might be going somewhere. He's a projected second-round pick. Tyrese Radford's going nowhere. Jalen Cohn's going nowhere. Naheem Aline's going nowhere. Hunter Couture is going nowhere. See where I'm going with this? Like they're all, st- most of them are staying pretty much. So, so Bamisil's and Maddox's minutes are going to come from somewhere. Someone is going to have to come off the floor for them to go on the floor. So if you want to be one of the ones that stay on the floor, you better play really well down the stretch and you better earn your keep. You better show the coaches that you can't be the one. You shouldn't be the one. It would be irresponsible of the coaches to allow you to be the one whose minutes get shrunk. Offensively, defensively, poise, right? Competitive spirit, no give up in you, uh, communication, shooting ability. You better put it all on display. Because college basketball is not one of those things, right? One of my big pet peeves in, in the business world, and this is, you know, goes across my friends telling me stories, my parents telling me stories, my uh, family, the, the acquaintances. I hate when someone gets a benefit just because of their, their seniority, right? It should go to whoever's best at the job, right? College basketball is very much that way. If there's a freshman that's better than a junior, the freshman go and play. If there's a sophomore that's better than a senior, the sophomore is going to play. If Bamisil or Maddox are seen as better than any of the guys that they that, that have been playing this season, next year, Bamisil or Maddox will play. So pay attention to who's staking, taking their flag and staking it into the ground and saying, I'm not going anywhere. And you can bring on all challengers. That's what I want to hear them say. When we come back, it's our favorite segment of Hokie Hour. It is... Wow. Pulled the door out from under them. It's hashtag Hokies. Next.
Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show, talk of the New River Valley, WRAD. About a half hour away from the Roth Report, Bill Roth will be joining us. Uh, quite a bit to talk about with him, so that's coming up at the top of the next hour. Um, in the meantime, it's time for one of our favorite segments of Hokie Hour. What are you looking at? You. Why? Because you pulled the rug out from under me last time. Okay. Um, it is hashtag Hokies. Sometimes it is fun to act like I'm going to start yelling hashtag Hokies, and then I, I stop, and Lobro just goes, ah. he, just, he just has no. I just stopped. He should just keep going with it. Own it. Be confident. Um, hashtag Hokies. The first one comes from at Hokies MC. Uh, they say, I hope some of our coaches are watching what Houston's been doing the last few games, playing small ball perfectly. This is what I'm talking about when I say, okay, I'm going to use this as an example. I'm going to use an example that I've used before on this show to explain this. All right. What do I say when someone is asking for the next Lamar Jackson? It's not that easy. Lamar Jackson is special, right? You can't just take any quarterback that's fast and say, we're going to run the Ravens offense and, and it's going to be the same, right? What you are overlooking is the unique talent that Lamar Jackson has, right? The No one watches LeBron James, right, and says, why didn't I think of that, right? LeBron James barreling down the middle of the, the lane, 6'8", 260, jumping from just inside the free throw line and dunking it all over a seven-footer. No one ever goes, why don't you watch the Lakers um, and just play like LeBron plays? Because we recognize the special of, of, of LeBron James. What this tweet isn't recognizing is the special of James Harden, of Russell Westbrook, of P.J. Tucker. Right There's so much more going on in Houston than just five small guys playing on the floor at the same time. P.J. Tucker may only be six feet, six inches tall. He has a seven-foot wingspan. And he's one of the uh, most wily veteran players in the league. James Harden makes it possible because if they're going small ball and you put in a big guy to take advantage of it, you're going to be getting twos, but James Harden's going to be getting threes. You can't just look at teams that have unique players and say, well, they don't need a big guy. It's like, no, they don't need a big guy. But they have Russell Westbrook, and they have James Harden, and they have P.J. Tucker. Virginia Tech can't look at them and go, all right, I've been watching Houston. Okay, We're trying to play small ball. We, you know, When, when John Ogiaco is not on the floor, we don't have anyone over 6'7". Let's look at Houston, right, with Robert Covington in the trade. Their tallest guy is 6'7". So let's do what they're doing. All right, first thing we need to do um, uh, to mimic Houston is, is when we drive down on offense, let's get the ball to James Harden. Oh, we don't have James Harden? Oh, we, we don't have a guy that can manipulate the refs and getting to the, the line 15 times? We don't have a guy that shoots threes like that, lefty from way beyond the line? Okay, all right, well, okay, we'll, we'll see what else we can do. Let's give it to Russell Westbrook. Oh, we don't have Russell Westbrook either. I mean, we don't have anyone with that kind of athleticism that can streak down the the the, uh, the floor and, and dunk on everyone in half a second. All right. Okay. Well, let's focus on defense then. Let's have let's have our PJ Tucker. Where's our six foot six guy with with seven foot wingspan and elite athleticism to play down low? We don't have one of those either, huh? 
All right. Maybe we shouldn't be mimicking Houston. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't be mimicking Houston. It's it, it's it's tough, right? You can't just look at what Patrick Mahomes did this year and say, why don't you do what the Chiefs do? I probably would. If I could be running full speed to my left, flick a wrist 40 yards on a rope downfield to a guy that's the fastest in the league, yeah, I might. Why didn't I think of that? Brad Cornelson, why don't you just go do what uh, the Patriots have done with Tom Brady over the last 20 years? Oh, geez. You know what? Why didn't I think of that? It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Next hashtag Hokies comes from at Brad underscore Bledsoe, which I appreciate. Do you know why? My car is named Bledsoe. Do you know why? Because your dog is, or is it Blitz? My dog Blitz, is Blitzen. Blitz has. A- My dog is Blitzen, who I call Blitz. It was a, it was a. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Bledsoe. You, it's the last time the Patriots were cool is when they had Bledsoe on the team, and you drive a Jeep Patriot. There you go. Uh, so, so Brad Bledsoe. You got a special place in, in me and my car's heart for being a Bledsoe. You're part of the family. You're related. At Brad underscore Bledsoe says, I miss hashtag VT Twitter during football season. All of us excited every week for the next challenge. We bored out here. That's what at Brad Bledsoe says. Brad underscore Bledsoe. Here's, here's the where I agree. And I agree with this, right? I think a lot of the negativity that surrounds Hokie football, whether it is uh, the vitriol that that was fired in the direction of Coach Fuente when he talked with Baylor, whether it is the vitriol that was slung towards – what's the – slinged? What's the past tense of sling? Slung? That sounds – sounds Slinged? Slung? It's whether it's good. the vitriol that was slung towards the players that entered into the transfer portal, whether it's the – Argument over the John Yetzi conversation on the Sons of Saturday podcast about uh, whether negative Hokie fans affects recruiting, right? All of this infighting, the the anger is is more just misplaced boredom, right? In season, there's no time for for the nonsense, right? It's what's important now. Win, right? What's important now? And what's important now is always the next game that's barreling down on the Hokies at any point in time. Even after Duke, right? There was, I vividly remember, um, I want to say Thursday or Friday following the Duke loss, which is as bad of a loss as I've seen the Hokies take um, in conference, right? 45 to 10 at home against Duke, uh, just a horrendous loss. I remember by Friday thinking, "Wow, everybody's kind of, kind of moved on, right?" I'm not. I'm not saying they've forgotten about it. We still haven't forgotten about it. But the the anger had subsided and turned into, you know, if we beat Miami on the road this weekend, uh, you know, we could we could really you know get back on track. And sure enough, that's what happened. In season, the the conveyor belt slows down for nobody. So either you you, you pick up the chocolates and you get your job done or you end up like Lucy. And probably the only I love Lucy scene that you've ever seen. The chocolate. The factory. chocolate conveyor belt. Yep. Her and Ethel. 
right? You either end up like that or you just get your job done. So there's no time to think, no time to waste. You just have to keep getting your job done. In the off season is when we get all of this other stuff, right? In the off season is where you get a fan base angry at other people in the fan base because the director of recruiting comes out and says that recruits were were mentioning how uh, we're mentioning how negativity in the fan base affected their decision. Or you get, you know, two weeks long out of should Coach Fuente had talked to ba- Baylor or not. You get another week out of are these guys going into the transfer portal, guys that were in the plans to play? What about Damon Hazleton going to Missouri? If that were in season, it would be half a second. Remember when Sean Savoy announced he was transferring? It was in and out. It was okay. We got a we got a game to prepare for. And you moved on. Off-season gives us a little bit too much time. Maybe you're a little bored, right? Idle mind is a scary thing. It's dangerous. Shout out to at Brad Bledsoe, though. Appreciate you. Hokies MC as well. Let's take a break. When we come back, let's talk about that freshman wall. Tyrese Radford said some interesting things on Tech Talk Live. I want to talk about this basketball team potentially running full on into a brick wall. Next. All your Hokie news in one place. Tune into the Hokie Hour, weekday mornings at 7 on WRAD. Now let's talk about this, this Hokies basketball team. I think it's fairly obvious they've hit a wall. You want to hear my favorite story of hitting a wall? Okay. Uh, the imaginary wall, right? Like the freshman wall. Uh, my senior year of, no, sorry, junior year of high school, I was a, a, essentially a jumper on the track team. Okay. Okay. I I wanted to get my 40 yard dash faster. So I went to the track coach said, Hey, will you work with me on my starts? He said, if you triple jump and high jump, then I'll work with you on your starts. I said, deal. Shook his hand. Uh, there was a, a conditioning run that the whole team had to go on where you were supposed to run, you know, a little like cross country course to which me and a couple of my buddies decided we were just going to run to the car, get in the car, hang out. I mean, we were jumpers and he was a thrower, right? So we were like, we're, we're not going to do the long five mile run, whatever it was, ran to the car, hopped in the car, waited for everyone to come back, got out of the car and, uh, jogged back in with everybody else. Like we did the whole thing, got in trouble, whatever it happens. Um, and, and then that upcoming race, our punishment was we had to run a four by four. Me and three other guys that didn't do the run had to run the four by four. So we ran the four by four and we had a 330 yard hurdler open it up and somehow we're winning the four by four passes it to a pole vaulter who gets it to me in second. I hold even with the team in first the whole way. So we are looking like this D team, as we called it, because there was an A, B, and C 4x4 team on the roster already. This D team, as as we called it, was running around. We were going to medal, right? We were going to place at a pretty big track tournament. And I passed it to my buddy, one of my best friends in high school, who was a, a shot put thrower, who probably hadn't run since football season. And he takes off. And when I tell you he ran the first 200 yards like he was running a 200-yard sprint, 
And he hit that back turn, and you could see the wheels start cranking, but he was pushing through, right? He was a gritty guy. He hit the home stretch, and the wind turned into his face, and he hit a wall like someone threw a parachute and a trailer onto the back of his belt, and he borderline came to a walk. Got passed by everyone, fell across the line, threw the baton, and... Cost us team points because you're not allowed to throw the baton. And and it was ridiculous. But that wall, that imaginary wall about 300 yards into your first 400 competitively you've ever run is about what the Hokies hit a couple weeks ago in their first loss to Boston College. They've hit the imaginary wall. Someone hooked a trailer up to them, and they were just doing their best to finish the race. Tyrese Radford on Tech Talk Live talked about himself hitting the wall earlier this uh, in his career last year during his redshirt year. He said, I hit the wall hard last year. My conditioning I had here was way different than what I did in Baton Rouge. I was calling my dad in the summer and telling him I can't do this. So that's just to show you that the wall is real. Freshmen hit this imaginary wall where it's like, I don't know if I can keep going. As we've seen from Tyrese Radford, he's a gritty dude. He's not a give up person. He's a hustle player. Right, he's not someone that you would think would have like, you know, conversations with his dad saying, "I don't know, man. He's not that guy." But even he had those thoughts. So, of course, the freshmen this year are having those thoughts. Here's what Tyrese Radford had to say about this year's freshmen. They have a lot of questions. They're trying to learn from us, and I have to remind them that I'm a freshman too. That's where this team is is kind of rare, right? For, for all of the leadership that P.J. Horn and Wabisabidi and Mike Young even can give this team, Mike Young's a freshman at Virginia Tech as well, first year, um, for all of the leadership they can give, it's natural on a basketball team for young players to look towards the ones that are statistically playing the most impressive basketball. Right? That's Landers Nolly. That's Tyrese Radford. That's Naheem Aline. And these guys don't have a ton more experience. This is a little bit of the blind leading the blind straight into a rookie wall. Straight into a rookie slump. So so last week I was arguing that every off day I wanted the Hokies at a spa, right? I wanted them pampered. I wanted them getting their legs back under them. I wanted them in ice baths. I wanted them getting massaged. You know what I argue now? Man, push through. Push through. If there's going to be a wall, a low bro, if you were driving a car, we're talking action movie style now, right? And, and you know, the type of action movie where the main character comes out limping but is never actually hurt. Uh, and you have to get through a, a giant wall. You have to get to the other side. No door, no garage, no opening. You're driving a car. What's your move? If, like, you can't get out of, get out of the garage or anything? Yeah, there's someone chasing you. There's no, like, there's no garage door that you could open up and drive through. It's it's a wall that extends for as far as you can see in either direction. Do you A, put, 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 and tap it? Or do you B, about a mile out, put the pedal to the floor, and you're going to see uh, how durable that wall is? Probably the second option. Exactly. So that's what I want the Hokies to do now. They're running into the rookie wall. I, I No, put, 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 boom. Drive that Mike Young bandwagon right through it. No tapping on the wall, right? At this point, it's we're gonna 
Hopefully the front of this car is stronger than the thickness of that wall because we're going to see if we can't blow on through it. Come out on the other side a little sore, a little limpy, but the main character never gets hurt. Right? Might be going, ah, right? A new dramatic cut on the face that for some reason has already scabbed up and isn't actively bleeding. Maybe the car explodes as they walk away, but there's no real damage there. You see the, the, the rookie wall? You bumped into it. You bumped into it. You bumped into it. You're not breaking it down. Heck, use this bye week to get your speed up and plow on through. We'll see you on the other side. Sing Adele. No. Hello from the other side. Come on. Now. I'm not Come doing on. it. I'm G- not give doing me a couple it. bars. No. No. Nope. Hello from nope. the. Come on. All I got to do is wait for this music to ride out. Come on. No. All right. We'll be back. Top of the next hour. Bill Roth joins us. Stick around. <laughs> 